1943, with World War II raging, a German U-boat slipped through enemy waters and made anchor off the northern tip of the Labrador Peninsula in what is now the east coast of Canada. A mixed group of Nazi sailors and scientists came ashore and began building a secret weather station. Well-armed lookouts patrolled the area as precise measurements were taken, and sophisticated climate tracking equipment was calibrated. In just 28 hours, the U-boat and its crew slipped back into the sea and headed towards Nazi-occupied France, their mission completed. Their work would not be discovered by the Allies or anyone else for over 30 years. This is the story of Weather Station Kurt, a top-secret Nazi operation that was the only armed German landing in North America during World War II. Welcome to Shaking America, a history podcast. Meteorology, or the science of weather, is a study that is essential for any military operation. Storms can slow or stop the most durable of ships and aircraft, and accurate and up-to-date information is vital for strategic planning. During the Second World War, the Allies had several distinct advantages over the Axis powers that gave a more accurate and reliable weather forecast in the Atlantic Ocean. The Allied network of weather stations in Iceland, Greenland, and on the east coast of North America were more temperate in climate than the Scandinavian ports the Nazis controlled. The weather in the Atlantic generally moves west to east, making it easier for the Allies to predict than the Nazis. Additionally, the waters were increasingly dangerous for German U-boats. The British Navy had been winning the naval war since 1942, and the British Royal Air Force had been having success sinking the submarines with depth charges dropped from above. Nazi meteorologists were tasked with curbing these problems and helping to turn the tide in the Atlantic campaign. These scientists developed ingenious methods of capturing data, creating sophisticated weather instruments and sending the infamous German U-boats on covert data-gathering missions instead of assault runs. As the war continued, Germany began building advanced automatic weather stations in the hopes of offsetting the Allied advantage. Twenty-one of these stations were constructed in secret, and placed in remote hidden locations to support the mobile weather patrols. These automatic weather stations, called, alright, ready for it, Wetterfunkgratland, that's German, I don't speak German, but uh, WFL stations could transmit a signal for six months straight. Nineteen of these stations were set up in the Arctic and along the coasts of Norway and Russia. The final two were destined for North America. Their target was Martin Bay in northern Labrador in what would now be Canada, but what was then called Newfoundland. The weather stations were loaded into U-boats and launched off the coast of Norway. The mission immediately got off to a rough start, when the first U-boat was sunk by depth charges near the city of Bergen by a British air raid. The second U-boat was then caught in a powerful storm and took heavy damage to its hull, springing several leaks. It also lost its anti-aircraft gun, leaving it defenseless to enemy planes. After nearly a month at sea, the U-boat arrived in rough shape at the northern tip of Labrador. The commander, a man named Peter Shrew, came ashore and did some scouting to find a suitable location for the weather station, which was codenamed Kurt. Specifically, he was looking for a place that didn't have any signs of active Inuit settlement. In order to maintain secrecy, he wanted to avoid all other human contact. Shrew shows a site near Cape Chidley, and from there the clock was ticking. 
Allied patrols were common, and it would only be a matter of time before an armed German unit would be discovered. Shrew ordered his men to open up all of the hatches and load the equipment into rubber dinghies and landed on the beach. Working through the night, the Nazi sailors and scientists brought ten heavy containers holding transmitters, batteries, and weather instruments uphill a quarter of a mile inland. They then set the equipment up, while a recon team circled the area keeping lookout. During the entire operation, the submarine was extremely vulnerable. It could not submerge, retreat, or fight back while the hatches were open and the crew was working. After making sure that weather station Kurt was operational, the German crew scattered empty American cigarette packs and liquor bottles around the site to make it appear abandoned and conceal its true nature. Additionally, the weather instruments and batteries were marked Canadian Meteor Service in an effort to avoid suspicion, although in reality there is no Canadian Meteor Service. I guess there's a Canadian Weather Service, so close enough. The entire operation only took about 28 hours. On October 23rd, the U-boat made landfall in Lorient, France, after 70 continuous days at sea. It would be sunk with all 11 crew members 11 months later by the USS Flounder in the Indian Ocean. Despite the successful mission behind enemy lines, the weather station only functioned for a month before its signal failed. It is likely that Allied signal jamming efforts interfered with the transmission. It was not until 1977 that the station was rediscovered. Peter Johnson, a geologist studying Labrador's rocky coast, accidentally stumbled upon the secret installation and mistook it for a forgotten Canadian military outpost. The Canadian Department of National Defense sent a team out to the site in 1981 in response to a German historian publishing information about the top-secret operations. They recovered what was left of weather station Kurt and sent it to Ottawa. It is now on display at the Canadian War Museum. This episode's sources include the Canadian Geographic Society article, Nazi Weather Station in Labrador, by Alec Douglas, and the book, U-Boats Against Canada, by Michael Hadley. Thanks for listening to this episode of Shaking America.